to the Girl Tries Life podcast, where we show you that women are capable of achieving anything when they've got the right tools, strategies, and mindset in place. I'm your host, Victoria Smith. I'm a stress reduction coach, and I'm all about helping you reduce your stress so that you can better enjoy your daily life. Now, today on the podcast, I'm gonna go deep. It's not what I'd planned, but it's what we're doing. So be prepared. But first, I do want to remind you that the Girl Tries Life podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, which is powered by ETB. Now, we've talked about our affiliated podcast, Let's Do Coffee, before, but they have a new-ish episode out. March 25th, they've got one with Craig Carter, who's the co-founder and current CEO of an international mining company, Raptor Mining. They specialize in design, engineering, and manufacturing company. They, in this interview, they talk about the history of Raptor, how it grew in scale, the manufacturing it took on, and how Craig deals with a multinational company by the use of a lot of coffee and red wine. Okay. Now, I also want to let you know about another member of the Alberta Podcast Network. They kind of do similar work to me. It's called the Healthy Lifestyle Design. So it's it only takes one step to make a positive change in your life, body, mind, and soul. So this podcast is hosted by Pamela and her mom, Janet, and they talk about how they have tried to design a healthy lifestyle. So I will link to all of these in today's show notes, which can be found at girltrieslife.com forward slash podcast dash 108. Used to be forward slash something's happening with my WordPress. Now it's dash. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Like I said, this is not the podcast episode I had planned for today, but I woke up today, April 25th, and I was very aware that it has been four years since my parents decided to get separated. And I'm having all the feels about it. it, Don't worry, I'm okay. But I very much wanted to talk to you about what it's like to be an adult child of divorce, because I don't think that's something that's ever discussed. I want to talk to you about grief um, and how you sort of get through time limits that we sort of self-impose either on ourselves or on others about grief. So I do want to share a bit of my story. I'm not going to share every single detail because, you know, that's for me, but I'm going to share as much as I'm comfortable with in the hopes that it kind of helps you or other people that you know who are going through some sort of loss or major change in their life. So I'll never forget that it was April 25th because it was the day after my wedding anniversary. So it was my husband and I's third wedding anniversary. (laughs) The day before we had gone for a three course meal, but at three different restaurants. So we kind of did like a food crawl. It was really fun and neat. And then the next day on a Saturday, I think he was, um, my husband works some weekends and evenings. And so he was at work. I was, one, I don't know, four weeks, five weeks pregnant. No, six weeks pregnant, probably. And, you know, I was just feeling blah, as you do in that first trimester, and happily napping in my bedroom. And I got a call from my dad, and he said, Victoria, I want to come over. Uh, I need to talk to you. And I was like, really? Like, I really just want to nap today. Can you leave me alone? (laughs) Like, I really just want to nap today. And he was insistent. He wanted to come over. And when he did, that's when he told me that him and my mom were going to be getting a divorce. And for me, it came a little out of nowhere. 
And the other challenge about it was obviously it's upsetting, right? Like it, uh, there's very few situations where I think someone would be told that and they wouldn't be initially upset. I do also think part of it was like the hormones of being pregnant and everything. Like I was incredibly, you know, everything was kind of on the verge. And, um, and the other details that the very next day, the 26th, we were all supposed to have a big family dinner and I was supposed to, that was going to be my chance to tell everyone I was pregnant and like get to do the reveal to your family. My mom and dad already knew, but my brother and his wife didn't uh, and their kids and like I, I'd been there for the moments when they shared with all of us when they were pregnant and I was just so looking forward to that moment. And so obviously after my dad leaves, I call my brother to see how he's sort of processing this and I'm slightly in tears and I'm going, oh yeah, and I'm pregnant. And he kind of stops and he's like, oh, congrats. And um, so that's how that played out. It was never the way I planned. And it, um, on a call it selfish, whatever you want to call it, but I felt really robbed of that moment. Um, I think it's really special when you get to tell your family that you're pregnant. Oh, legit, guys, I'm going to cry during this episode. My eyes are tearing up as we speak. But I do think this is important because... So here's... Part of the reason I think it's really important is because when, as an adult child of divorce, that is the term, I couldn't find many resources out there. I found one book on Amazon that was like out of print and people were selling it for like $200 a copy and I probably should have bought it but I didn't because I just thought if it was that good people would have it would have been reprinted. I don't know. Anyways, as I processed the divorce, my a, a lot of stuff came out. Um, there was a lot of lies. Uh, there had been some infidelity, and um, the thing that I came upon sort of time and time again was people saying, oh, well, you know, it's a good thing you're older and can, like, deal with this better. It shouldn't be as bad as, like, when you're a kid going through it. And here's the thing is, like, I will never know what it's like to be a child going through your parents getting divorced. I'll never know that. Um from some people I know who have been through that, like there was a lot of like worrying that it was their fault or feeling some personal part in it. Like I never felt that. So I'm grateful for that, that I never felt that this was my fault. Um, but what I did experience that children, younger children wouldn't experience, what, what adult children of divorce experience is often that you look back and you feel like a lot of your history is a lie. Or at the very best that there was just some, that a lot of your history was sort of whitewashed. And then you kind of come to find out that one or both of your parents are not who you thought they were. Um, and I'm not just saying, oh, they're human. Like I get that. Like I totally get that our parents are human. Um, but when you find out due to lies that they're not who you thought they were. I think that's a real big challenge for a lot of people, myself included. So there was that. So there was the the feeling like a lot of what I've been through wasn't accurate, wasn't real. Um, and so it really makes you question what you know to be true 
And I doubt like for a good couple years and every now and then it still happens. I do question if, if what's happening to me is real or not. And that's a really strange, strange thing to experience. Um, so my fellow adult children of divorce, I know, I know you get that. The second thing that was a real challenge and continues to be a challenge from time to time is feeling like you were robbed of moments. And so I kind of alluded to the, I mean, I mentioned the feeling like, feeling like I'd lost out on that ability to announce my pregnancy, but there was also things like, you know, my parents then sold their house, the house that I'd lived in for 12 years and like had great memories in and like had Christmases in with my my brother and his wife and my one of my nieces. Like I had dreamed of what that would be like to have my kids over there for Christmas. And um, oh, I knew this was going to be a really hard episode, but I still think it's important. Um, David and I also had our like welcome to Canada by the way we got married party at that house so it was very uh, it was a very special place for me and so I felt robbed of a lot of those moments and like my my oldest niece you know had the experiences where she got to you know have babies uh, like have overnight sleepovers with both my parents and, you know, my kids will never get that exact experience. Now, I'll be super clear here. Like, I am not saying that people should stay together so that you can have those experiences. That's not what I'm saying. But it's still a grief that you experience. And so one of the other things that I think ties into this is that because I was an adult, I was 29 years old, I had... A lot of people sort of, whether outright or just sort of in passing, talk about how like, well, you should be getting over this. And I think, bear in mind, I was pregnant throughout this whole process. Like, I had no idea what this was going to mean for my kid, what it was going to be like when he was born, and how the hospital was going to go. Like, I had no idea. And that's a story in and of itself that I will not share. But um, this whole thing about people telling you, well, you should be over it by now. I even had a therapist tell me that. I had only seen her. This was like the third time I had seen her. My parents weren't even officially divorced at that point. And she she basically even sort of shared that message of like, well, you should be over it. I mean, I think you can guess that I didn't continue to see that therapist. I was in hindsight, like I think if I had had the wherewithal that I do now, I would have like reported it and advocated for myself because if you know anything about counseling or therapy, you should know that that's not something you should do. You don't discount people's pain and grief. Um, so, and that's exactly where I want to go on this is that I know for myself, I had had, when other people had had losses, loss of a parent or a divorce or a loved one, I know that I, whether consciously or subconsciously, had this time limit. Like, it's been a year. Time has passed. You should deal with it. And, um, I mean, I think you can tell it's been four years and I'm still emotional about this. It doesn't affect me every day, but I am still emotional about it and I'm still 
acutely aware of what today is. But, um, yeah, never discount someone's grief. Because here's the thing, like, and I know I, I definitely thought that of people who had lost a spouse or that kind of thing, is that, like, well, you've been through, like, people talk about the first year you go through all those anniversaries and all those things that you miss out, but then there's stuff that will, like, sideswipe you out of nowhere. And it's like, so for example, I was the one who had found out sort of about the infidelity. And I found out about it... <laughs> at a gas station and every time I drive past that gas station that memory comes flooding back and it's not like I am in a ball of tears when it happens but you know I'll just be like and I don't even think about it I'm like driving down the street and then I have a look at it and then I'm just like oh and it hits you like a little gut punch and so I can only imagine what that experience is like for the person who is left in a divorce, or who has lost a partner, or who has lost a parent, or any kind of loss, um, grief hits you out of nowhere. And there isn't a time limit on it. So that's a major message that I have for you. If you are going, if you have had a loss in your life, it's okay that you're not on this mythical time limit. It's okay. Because it's going to take time. And I don't know that it ever, ever entirely goes away. I don't think it does. Because like if it, if it entirely went away, it probably wasn't that important. Not that important to us. It'll lessen. Like the day-to-day -day impact will lessen. Like my parents' divorce has very little day-to-day -day impact on me now. But I definitely think about it around holidays, birthdays, um, this particular anniversary, my wedding anniversary. Um certain places that we'd all been together, like certain locations. Whenever I, uh, like when I used to go to my old doctor's office, that used to be like walking distance from our house. And so that first year or two, I would drive by our old house and watch as the neighbors, the new, the new people that owned the house did renovations and changed it. And that was hard to see. So... Grief doesn't have a time limit. So take your time. Process it in the way that makes the most sense to you. See a counselor. Obvious, like, and you've just heard me say that that counselor did not work for me. Like, I saw her three times. She said something horrific. I never went back. But I went on to find another counselor that was a fit. And it took a while. Because I tried phone counseling, that wasn't really a fit for me. I just didn't feel the same connection. Um, I would probably say it's only in the last year that I found a really good counselor to help process this. And it made a big difference. Made a huge difference. Doesn't mean I'm not still emotional about it today. But my anger is a lot less than it was. And I think anger is a big part of grief, right? Like you can be angry someone left or angry someone lied or angry someone died. And so being able to let go of that anger, at least, it lightens the load significantly. So, yeah. I think those are really all I, all I really wanted to talk to, about today is just sort of 
for any adult children of divorce out there, I see you. Because it's not something that is talked about a lot. And it's very much swept under the rug of sort of like, well, you're older, you should be able to deal with this, or time should have passed, or all that kind of stuff. At the end of the day, we are still our parents' children. We may not be five or six years old or 12 years old or preteens or whatever, but we have a lifetime of memories. And when it feels like your existence, or not your existence, your history was a lie, that's real hard to process. So adult children of divorce, again, I see you 100% speak to a counselor, find a good fit. If they're not a good fit, advocate for yourself. Don't stay with a bad counselor. Not all counselors are created equal. And for anyone that's experienced or experiencing grief, there is no time limit. Process it in the way that makes sense to you. Get help, get support, and know that as time goes by, it might not completely disappear but it will get better. So I'm sorry this was, I don't know, maybe I'm sorry, maybe I'm not. This is a very raw episode. Like I don't even think I'm actually going to edit out much of the ums or pauses because I actually don't think I really want to listen to it back right now um, other than the advert section. But thank you for bearing with me. Maybe this episode is just for me to process my own thoughts around it, but I know there was an episode of the podcast where I interviewed Kate Flanders, who wrote A Year of Less, um, and she was the first person that I really met and talked about, about being an adult child of divorce. So if you are interested, check out that episode as well. Um, we had a really good chat about it, and it was really great to speak to someone that had been through it. So that's the last thing, whether you're going through grief in any sort of format, find people that are going through what you've gone through because it feels like a community when you probably feel like you have none right now, that no one understands you or understands what you're going through. So having that person that's like, yeah, I get it. Uh Uh-huh. I see you. That makes all the difference in the world. So sorry about my rambling today, guys. I hope that this is useful for some people. Um, it means the world to me that you participate in this podcast uh, by listening and by spending your time with me, especially when I've spent like the last 15 minutes sniffling and crying. So um, grief doesn't always look pretty, but it's okay. So have a great week. I'm excited uh, for next week on the podcast. We're going to be joined by my fellow coach in my Stress Less in 90 Days program, Amy Mitchell. She's got a really interesting story to share with you guys, and we're going to share some exciting news about our Stress Less in 90 Days program. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great week, and we will chat next week. (music) 